Did you hear that? Yes. Okay. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody, or hello, nobody. Who knows? Who knows? So I'm Viv. I am Nessa. And um, we basically started this podcast because we have an infinite watch list of shows, right, that we are constantly telling the other one to watch, and then we never get around to it. And this is a way to force us to actually watch, right? Watch, yes. Yeah. And even though we have uh, many common interests, um, sometimes, indeed, indeed, right? Um, Sometimes the list keeps growing and growing because um, we have certain things that um, I would not certainly watch if I am not, you know, hearing Viv recommending it or I wouldn't give it a chance otherwise. So the list keeps growing and it's already an infinite watch mm-hmm. list. Yes. Then we have like old shows and there, there might be some new shows. So it's, it's um, we're hoping it'll just be fun and um, hoping people join us <laughs> watching and discussing. But if not, then we'll just still have fun, I guess still have fun so um we have been friends forever since childhood I have to say (laughs) I can't I can't you're you're better at math than me but I know like I think around sixth grade six yes that sounds about right um and television shows movies um and the like have been at the center of our relationship Um, and, um, it has evolved the way we watched TV back in the day in the eighties. Yes. Yes. The kids don't know that it was a struggle. Like this was before (laughs) internet. This is before even, uh, I mean, I guess we had a VCR when VCRs came around, but we only had one in my house. And unlike a DVR, where you can just set it, like it's a VCR, you had to actually watch whatever you were recording. So it was kind of pointless. (laughs) So you had to be home at that time. And everybody was watching the same thing at the same time, which was kind of cool. It was. Um, But not terribly convenient if you wanted to also have a life. If you were not home at the time, you will miss it until God only knows mm-hmm. when it would show again. So collectively, it was fun because everybody was watching the same thing at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. And you had to wait until the next week to watch the next episode. You could not um, binge. Yeah. <laughs> no binging. And also, you had to sit through commercials, which... I realized um, watching the show that we're watching because the only place we could find it uh-huh. is was this channel that has commercials. It's very weird um, yes. to watch commercials again. <laughs> yes. So so yes, um, we um, television has been at the center of our friendship, and we decided to just have fun rewatch some things or um like the show we're going to be starting now uh Viv has seen it um before I haven't so it's a rewatch for her first time for me and we will talk about it and um yeah have fun while we do it yes and like the idea is that we'll both take turns so like I picked the first show and then when we're done with this one Nessa gets to pick the next one and it might be something I haven't watched so hopefully it'll um be fun and have some fun conversations so should I talk about the show that I'm making you watch yes please <laughs> so I am making Nessa currently watch we decided to start with the show dead like me which is um I never think of it being that old because it was from, uh, I think, 2003. It has two Mm -hmm. seasons, so 2003 to 2004. 
but rewatching it, it feels so old when you see like computers, um, files, actual files, like paper files. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things. There's there's no cell phones. Mm-mm. Um, no. So it's really interesting that it's the early 2000s and it, it feels like the technology of it feels so long ago. Yeah. It's kind of scary. Yeah. Um, but I I watched the show um, when it came out and I loved it. And I think it's a really interesting concept. So um, basically the concept of the show is about um, grim reapers that live amongst the living and their job is to take souls. Um, so it's very, I think, very clever show, very different. And I thought Nessa would like it. And I won't. Really, really, I'm enjoying rewatching it. Um, it was um, just a little background. It was created by Brian Fuller, who then went on to create Hannibal, which is another. Have you seen Hannibal? Not yet, but I, I, it's right. on my list. Um, I, yes, exactly. It's on the infinite <laughs> watch. So we'll get to Hannibal at some point. But, um, you know, um, the cast is uh, Ellen Muth. Muth? I don't know how to say her last name. I'm sorry, Ellen, if I'm mispronouncing your last name, (laughs) wherever you are. Um, So she is the lead and we kind of see the world through her. Um, She narrates the show. um, Her name is George and she's a teenager who ends up becoming a Grim Reaper. And um, there's Callum Blue, who plays Mason, who is British and beautiful. Mm -hmm. Um, there's Jasmine Guy, who's my favorite, one of my favorite people, um, ever since a different world, which we also, I will make Vanessa watch a different world as well. (laughs) Um, I can quote probably every line from every episode of a different world, but I will. She does. Suffer through rewatching it for the (laughs) hundredth and twentieth time because I love that show. So Jasmine Guy is in it and I love her. Um, and I would say probably that's why I watched it when it came out because I knew she was in it. Um, Mandy Patinkin is um, kind of the boss um, of the Reapers and, um, you know, he's in everything. We know him from everything. Um, So, yeah, so we decided to watch the pilot. And so we are starting with that today. And if anyone is out there listening and you want to watch along, we would love it if, um, if people were watching along with us. And at the end of the show, we have an email and we'll eventually probably have a Twitter <laughs> as well. <laughs> so, um, you know, if anybody else, this is my cat. I am so sorry. You will hear him whining throughout all the episodes because he's a little orange asshole that um, could not <laughs> um, stop asking for attention. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so, you know, if anybody ends up watching along, then there's a place to discuss um, your opinions as well. Yes, please. So is that shall a good we? introduction? This is it the first time. Phenomenal. Well, thank so, you. I shall thank we you. start? Let's with... start with the pilot episode dead like me i loved how it starts with the toad and the frog as opposed yes. to that is like instead of the creation it is how death comes about on earth yes and how I it is released i yes. love it how toad was given that assignment and then came frog and death is out and about right i love the, i love that frog um was juggling death the <laughs> jar that held death on on his legs like how she says like frog was an asshole <laughs> yes so it's it's a really cute tale about how death um became a thing right like after frog the asshole breaks the jar and death gets out then it, from then on everything must die yes um, and, uh, then we meet Georgia or George as, uh, we called her and, uh, we see her, um, she said she dropped out out of college. She's 18. She has no motivation, no ambition, nothing. Um, and she's looking for a job and she wants a good job. 
with some college <laughs> zero skills <laughs> uh, but it's I, I love it because it's so true to reality like yes. we can all think back when we were 18 and everything sucked and you're in that place of you're not a kid but you're definitely not an adult yet nope and just thinking that you know like I love her um you know, her like lack of interest in anything. And yet also her, her like entitlement of like, I want, I don't want to do that job. You know, no. like it's, it's, um, <laughs> I feel her character is so, it's very true to an 18 year old girl. Um, Absol absolutely. Absolutely. And I like um, the way she, and again, we're looking at this through her eyes, how mm -hmm. she, um, describes how bad people and good people are punished <laughs> right exactly like what's the point of being good or bad or bad because bad people you know get punished by society's law and good people are punished by murphy's law and we see a couple of examples and you know what yes. what's the point punishment exactly. you know is there either society or murphy so so then she goes um to find a job to a career counselor <laughs> and she really takes the joy out of that woman just by making a couple of observations she does she does and by the way for anyone who is an x-files fan the woman who plays um doris her Do dolores herberg dolores dolores herberg as in her big brown eyes yeah um is in a couple of episodes of the x-files uh I and that. i think the most recognizable one is the eve eve six episode where they mm -hmm. have all the clones of the kids oh, oh yes yes oh and, and can we take a moment to talk about her family george's family yes um her mom is played by cynthia stevenson which also has been on everything, but Nessa and I know her. Do you, yes. did you recognize her? I did. I, I did immediately. As, as Norm Peterson's secretary <laughs> on yes. Cheers, who becomes infatuated with Norm Peterson and he cannot get rid of her. And <laughs> even though she was only in two episodes of Cheers, she was very memorable. Yes. She is in my heart. <laughs> yes, she she was pretty hilarious on Cheers, not so hilarious on this show because she is. <laughs> oh my God, she is a, she's rough. She you know she, um, very tough on George. Yeah, um, their relationship is very strained. Um, we uh, only see them interacting for maybe a couple of scenes in this. Yeah episode in this pilot um mm -hmm. so joy is the mom clancy is the dad um joy the mom is um a secretary i think yes and think. uh clancy is a professor um mm -hmm. the university and then there's reggie um the little sister who reggie's so cute no one pays attention to her at least yes. she's invisible i love the when they are at the table the dinner table you uh -huh. see the the glasses the, suspended yes. in air like it's there, she's not there like right. and I love nobody. That she's like she's not really invisible but she might as well be, have been <laughs> to me um <laughs> yes Reggie is a um I won't give you any spoilers but Reggie becomes a very central character okay. going forward um yes I love um you know the, the dad is so um checked out yeah right like mom has to <laughs> like dad just wants to be liked and mom is the one that has to be the hard ass which yes. it's you know just throwing that out there because I think yep. poor joy um <laughs> comes off very very um harsh in that first episode yes. but you kind of get um what is happening in that the family dynamics where dad yeah. is just he just wants to be their friend and mom yeah. has to be the bad guy always yeah. um, to, to push her and to, you know, hopefully get her motivated at some point to do something. But the way she talks to George, 
yes she's not gonna motivate her <laughs> no like no, she she's... is you gave up this and that you need a check you need to move out you need to get your apartment like you know what happened to you you were always yes. so cheerful and um you yeah. had friends yeah mom is rough yeah joy is uh, one of my favorite lines ever is when she's uh, making george get up because george is like in bed in the morning and she's like i don't want to go to this job and mom is like you are going and she just like berates her and she's like you're not gonna live here and and not work and not mm -hmm. you know you're gonna get a job and you're gonna move out and um when she walks out and george says who had the nerve to name you joy <laughs> yeah. i i freaking love that line george is funny very mm -hmm. funny so she finally gets a job as a file clerk temp right for all the kids out there that used to be a thing <laughs> where <used> <laughs> We we used to have to keep files like paper files in in yeah. alphabetical order. Um, this is before you could save everything in computers, so there were a lot of papers in a big room full of papers and files <laughs> and files um, and boxes. Yes, and uh, she's doing that, um, and she again not interested, no motivation. She's just going through every single motion. And then lunch comes and she goes out for lunch. And this is where things take a turn. Take a turn. <laughs> so um, when I was watching this, you know, a man addresses her and touches her hair. Mm -hmm. And although it seems weird, you're like, wait, what is happening? So right. I thought he was marking her somehow. And maybe that was it. And yeah. out of the blue, out of the blue, literally out of the blue, out of the blue, a space debris, should we call it a toilet it's seat? It's a toilet seat. Yes. <laughs> it's not debris. It's an actual toilet seat from um, the space station, <laughs> the mirror space station that was deorbiting <laughs> and things went awry. <laughs> Falls on her. <laughs> And she dies. <laughs> I love I love the narration in that moment when she says, people say that when you die, your life um, flashes before your eyes. Right, it flashes uh -huh. before your eyes. Uh -huh. But um, the the idea that um, she's like, I guess that could be true if you're dying from, uh, you know, like a An illness, disease right? or right but when you're dying the way that she dies she's like <laughs> no basically you only have time to say oh shit <laughs> <laughs> yes and the thing is that we see toad around uh-huh yeah so yeah foreshadow <laughs> yes. um so that's when she dies um that's when she meets Rube, who is Mandy Patinking, mm -hmm. and Betty, and she goes through every single stage, like denial, the anger, the bargaining. Um, she mm -hmm. cannot believe she's dead. She cannot, like, but but she is. Um, then we go to her funeral at home, but nobody can see her. They can see mm -hmm. uh, the Green Reapers, but they cannot see her. I don't remember, and you maybe you can tell me um, when is it that she gets a body? Yeah, let let let's take a, a break okay. right now, and then we'll okay. come back, and I'll and we'll talk about the transition between being dead to being undead. Perfect. Okay, we're back. Um, we had some technical um, things to take care of. You know, it's all a work in progress. Um, so I believe we were talking about the, the difference between Rube, who can be Rube. seen. Yes, 
and uh, George, who cannot be seen at this time. They went to her funeral, actually, um, to her parents' house, and Rube um, was able to talk to people and even, you know, move around, eat. And mm -hmm. George, um, somebody even sat on her, uh, yeah. not knowing that she was there. So how did they get their their body? So the difference, the way you know they explain it eventually, is that um, at the moment George is dead, whereas Rube is undead. So he has a physical body. And he can eat, he can talk, he can interact with people because he's a Grim Reaper. Um, so once George officially becomes, even though she never agreed upon it, um, becomes a Grim Reaper, then she takes on a physical form as well. Okay, so... All Which is why... Are yeah. Yes, all of them are undead, so all of them have a human form. Um, and later on in the episode, they kind of show, right, when she and Mason are together, and he shows her in the camera, this is what we look like to people, and they look right. completely different yes. from... So that's why nobody can see her, is because she's still dead um, okay. at, at her funeral. She hasn't fully become a grim reaper um i also love that he takes her to the morgue because she's still kind of in denial of it and he takes her yeah. to the morgue to see her autopsy and she's like why do they need an autopsy i mean <laughs> clearly i'm dead <laughs> and um they have to explain to her yeah you you were hit by a toilet seat coming <laughs> very very fast so they still have to identify your body because you're in a bunch of pieces so rube oh rube does say at the morgue that once they lay her body to rest then that transition happens of her becoming undead so that's why she's still dead at the funeral um And that she makes that comment. It's like, I'm just meat in a Ziploc Look bag. Like, what? One more rest do I need? Yeah. And uh, oh. Baby girl. so, yeah. So the, the funeral part is, is really sad. Um, yeah. um, there's that moment also, because when she's introducing her family in the narration, she says her dad is a professor at the University of Washington yeah. and he's having an affair with a grad student. And then at the funeral, this young guy comes and hugs him. And she's like, how long is a hug between two guys appropriate? <laughs> Like, that's a long, long hug, right? Long so hug. it's kind of like, a, <laughs> what's going on? Yes. Um, so, and then, then there's that moment of her, like, really wanting to let her family know that she's, that she's okay. And Rube kind of goes like, you, you can't do that. You know, that's yeah. not how. And yet she finds a way to... To, to do it <laughs> on the fridge with magnetic letters yes. the word moist which, which her mother hates <laughs> yes her I mother hate is... that word i i don't know why it's just i mean a moist cake is a great thing i refer to it as not dry Yeah, it's like a lot like, of work. I don't like the word. I don't I don't hate it like her mom did that she thought it was pornographic. Yes. <laughs> I don't, I'm not a fan of the word. I'm I, I don't okay. cringe or anything, but I I don't say it. I don't Yeah, I don't know that I have any I love words, so I don't know that I have any word. Um I guess some racial slurs of course oh. um i don't like <laughs> but like there's not a word that aside from the obvious i'm sorry every time i get a message it makes a noise um oh awesome um so yes 
So, yeah, she does manage to somehow give her mom that message, um, which is sweet in a way. It is sweet. And uh, Um, so moving forward, she is referred to as Toilet Seat Girl. Yes. That's her name. It sticks. Well, by everyone except Rube, who calls her Peanut. Peanut. Which is very sweet. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, he calls her Peanut. That's true. So so the Green Reaper says that um they don't go to heaven or earth or, or hell or anything like that. They just souls, right? Well, and he says that they don't that's that they don't know. Like that's not for them to that's know. Which I find a really cool little um choice um by the by the writers and the creators to to show that even after death there are things unknown unknown um so they don't like room says that and even she even asked so is there a god and he's like what do you think i don't know like so it's it's an interesting concept that even though they're dead they there's still a lot of things they don't know know. uh, about what happens to these souls when they go like always sees the lights right and then they go right um but they don't know yeah they don't what happens after that yeah it's kind of it's a very cool idea and um when he explains to her that they as grim reapers have this unspecified number of souls they need to collect and then they are they they need quotas to fill. They get promoted. It it, mm-hmm. it reminded me of Amway <laughs> and a pyramid scheme. <laughs> that's kind of like a pyramid scheme. It is, yeah. and, I, and I love that. Also, they don't know what their quota is. So, like the guy who who took her soul, which was the guy who talked to her, that was kind of creepy, right? Like right. this just random guy asking yeah. her her middle name, and she's like, "Fuck <laughs> off." So, unbeknownst to anyone, that was his last soul, and then so he moved on, and now she has to replace him. So they're going around never knowing when their last reap is gonna be. Um, but also, yeah. It- yeah, <laughs> the pyramid scheme. I'm sorry, I cut you off. <laughs> oh, and this is like going back. By the way, this is how this is gonna go. So just follow along. There's gonna be a lot of back and forth. Right. <laughs> back when she when she dies and she sees Rube and um, what's her name? Betty. Betty. Yes. Um, Betty. And she says, are you guys angels? And Ruben's like, no. Angels don't like to get their hands dirty. They're more like <laughs> upper management, upper man. you know? <laughs> right, I love the, the whole, like, um, idea that it's just a job. That is... Yeah. Yep. It is a job. And, and again, they don't know the, the quotas they have. So that makes it even funner. Right. You don't know how long you're going to be hanging out with these people. Uh, right. You need to get a place. You need to get a job, probably. Right, which is kind of what they talk about. Like you, because you have a human form, you need to find a place to live. You need, like you need to do everything that humans do, which is man, that's a drag to be dead and still have to deal with the <laughs> fucking like mundane shit, like buying toilet paper. Yeah, like that's that's a horrendously terrifying idea. Yes. that it's just it's never it never ends right it's like yeah um so it's very like and then she realizes right for the first time when they're at the waffle house yes. that um that they can see her that the right. waitress can actually see her um i like that that waffle house is a thing i like yes that they're all, that that's is- where they meet their meeting place. That's where Mandy Patinkin give them post-it notes mm-hmm. in their assignments, which is phenomenal because in that post-it notes, they 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 receive exactly what they need to know. Right. No, no more. more no HIPAA, it's like HIPAA laws still apply after death, right? Like <laughs> there's like just a time, a place, and some initials. That's it. <laughs> yes, that's Figure it. it out. Like it's wow. 
like the next person well we'll get to it the bm person that well and also rube's order makes me laugh because that i guess that is the benefit of being dead that he can eat like he gets like a steak plus bacon plus like all this shit like that that is like what are you like that's <laughs> but you're already dead it's not like you're gonna have a heart attack right nope. so like i'm like okay he's making he's making the best of it get get him some crispy bacon <laughs> that was great yeah so then we meet roxy which is jasmine guy and hi chillest coolest person she just she's doing her job she's just giving out tickets and taking souls and i love that how she's introduced by george in the narration this is roxy she can kick your ass (laughs) period because that's i love that like you don't fuck around with roxy she's just (laughs) <laughs> she's she's a meter maid when we meet her right right she <laughs> and she's like literally standing next to the meter with the ticket in her hand waiting for the thing to say expired i love that um i also love that she just led like because the next death we see is oh because she does talk about how there are different assignments for mm-hmm grim reapers and she has been assigned there the reapers that we know work for the um they they call it like yeah like outside influence division which is like murders suicides accidents and accidents yeah that that division of right so violent death Mm -hmm. basically um and then the next death we see is that piano falling on that lady yeah and then roxy pulling her soul out after the piano has killed her yeah which rube was like you know in a a polite society you would take her soul before like you know before it's traumatized like just take her soul when she's crossing the street like you know like it's like very like girl what like you just let that piano fall on her (laughs) um which is um very funny um and then like roxy just gets her in her little like meter maid car (laughs) to give her a ride yeah Um, so so after just right after that um we see mason and he is charged with providing george with some training and observation hours so she's just gonna be with him (laughs) watching you know filling those hours of internship Mm -hmm. will (laughs) um and they have an appointment at this bank right yes yes they get there but the post-it note um doesn't give out a lot of info just a time that they have to do to Mm -hmm. to be there you know the time the place and some initials they don't even know who that person is so there's a bunch of people that their names start with the letter b everybody Mm -hmm. everybody and their mama is there with the letter b but right um right so he's giving her like um you, you need to look for high risk factors and unhappy people and the bank is full of those <laughs> right right and, and he does say to her that she needs to never interact like she has to be because she could change the the outcome of things and so they do the whole thing with the banana peel right because yeah. she's like it's going to be the banana peel and he's like it's not going to be the banana peel so she's like and throw it in the garbage and they go through that whole little um dare he's like fine it might be the banana peel just sit down and don't touch anything (laughs) but it's it's super 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 cute and um yes yeah they we see a bunch of stuff happening at the bank like a bunch like uh, a robbery a wife that comes in with a baby and a gun yes the husband Who's um, having sex with a coworker? A coworker at, yes. at the moment. <laughs> um, 
And I love that they're looking at all this. Like, right, there's a guy on the ladder and then there's a... The robber with the gun, and then the wife with the gun, and and um, George is like, "How many people are gonna <laughs> die today?" He's like, "Just one." Just one. <laughs> he goes, "I think." Just okay. one. So uh, this is all happening. Um, finally, a very nice man who just got paid and cash his. Cute boy. $800 and he slips the banana. On the banana peel. (laughs) The banana peel. (laughs) Well, well, no, like, so we, there's a lot that happens, right? Like, because the the woman, the wife shoots the gun and then half of the ceiling collapses. Collapses, yes. And then um, there's an explosion upstairs. Yes. Because it hits like a gas tank. Yep. And then we see Roxy's across the street with the soul of the woman still in her car. <laughs> um, and then like, you know, everything's settling down and then the firemen are coming in yes. and the robber manages to escape. To escape. And then, then the guy comes in. The, he slips on the banana peel and then I believe it's the fireman who actually kills him. Kills him. Yes. <laughs> the revolving door. Yes. But he had like he had his check in his hand and that's when <laughs> when uh, Mason was able to see the name on the check and then the time. Oh, because George was like all of this happened. There was an explosion, the ceiling <laughs> collapsing and nobody died. No, I shot nothing. <laughs> right, and then they look, and he's like, "It's not time yet." Exactly. And then that's when the that kid comes in, and he's like, "Oh, oh. so cute!" Right, and it's a gruesome death, right? Because he yeah. slips, and his head gets stuck in the revolving door. That's <laughs> the fireman tries to come in several times. <laughs> yes, like keeps pushing on it until he realizes, "Oh." I love the the soul of the kid, right? Because Mason takes his soul before it happens. Yes. Then the soul is like, oh, that's that's gruesome. And then he like has that moment of like, is that me? (laughs) That is all. That is a great training, by the way. Yeah. 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 The whole like, he's like, yeah, sorry, man, you're dead. He's like, (laughs) Just got paid too. That is great. So, so after that, um, well, wait, and then then we we get to know about the gravelings, right? With the piano and the because George is like, so do you guys get a kick out of dropping pianos on people? And he explains that's not our job. Our job is to take their souls. Like we don't we don't have anything to do with how and that's how he explains there's the gravelings that you can sometimes see on the corner of your eye and they're super creepy and they're the ones who cause the accidents right and we see the graveling um with the piano and at the bank and at the bank and and the toad the toad is i don't know if you noticed but the toad is in every death which is pretty it's a pretty cool theme throughout the the toad whose job was to keep death in a jar is still like showing up (laughs) at all the deaths um yes so that that um that whole i love how well choreographed that whole bank scene is because it's just like a comedy of errors like all this shit is happening and you're like who's gonna die (laughs) yes and it's not until 236 Yes, it's right on time. Precisely. I like yes. that. So after that bank fiasco and training, um, George goes to her old house where mom is having a yard sale. Mm-hmm. And they have a really sad and um, they have a conversation. Um, yeah. She wants to know what he, mom thought about her daughter. Like what? Um, yeah, because mom tells her my daughter because she wants to buy the Frankenberry. The Franken. I mean, they call it Franken fruity, I guess, for um, yeah. copyright reasons. But um, 
you know, like I love the the moment of realizing that life is going on without her. Yeah. You know, her parents are having, they're selling all her shit. Yes. All of it. Yeah. And that, that interaction with her mom is, is pretty sad. Yeah, it's very sad. And um, she gets the Franklin fruit um, yeah. doll and, and takes it with her. Then we see the gang meeting up at the diner again, which I love. I have a thing for mm-hmm. that. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's where she gets her first assignment. Oh, but before that, I love the way that, like, when Rube says um, she needs to find a place to stay and she <laughs> he tells mason like you know um help her find a place to stay so they go since they know who's died that's right. kind of what how they go from place to place and they go to that really amazing like apartment <gasps> yes. that was so fancy and then there's like still the bodies of all the people that died and like six bodies still there <laughs> yeah it was like a execution style kind of murder Torture. and she's like i'm not gonna stay here with all these dead bodies and and then anyway betty had already claimed it so yes. um so then they go betty says oh someone in a, the other division gave oh, her a heads up <laughs> of someone that's gonna die and so they show up at the guy's apartment and the guy is still there yeah. and they're like so the guy whose apartment this is died and he's like it's my apartment my and apartment. they they realize he's not supposed to die until the following week yeah the angry white man as they tell him angry white man <laughs> who's gonna die of like thrombosis or something <laughs> Yes. Um, I love when they're like, okay, well, sorry. Have a nice week. <laughs> that was great. Uh, so, so then um, George ends up staying at the apartment of the guy who died at the bank, which is a shithole. Right. Right. That's right. I forgot about that for a quick second. Yes. 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 <laughs> that is so she has a place to be now. Um, and then, yes, she gets her first assignment. First assignment on a post-it. And um, it turns out that it's going to be in a train. And it's a mm-hmm. little girl from kindergarten that is She's traveling a- by herself. Um, with the toad. With a toad. Um, yes. <laughs> and uh, she is upset. She wants to, you know... She's bargaining with, um, what's his name, Rube. Rube. She's like, why her? Um, I. He says, listen, you cannot change fate. Um, well, but she, but she does, right? She does. Because she had her assignment, and then she realized she couldn't not intervene, so she saves the little girl. And then, and then that's when Rube is like. Okay. What did you do? Yeah. And but I, and I love that conversation too. Like the idea, what he tells her about it, right? Like yeah. your 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 soul has an expiration date. And right. that kid was supposed to die at that time and that day. And when he explains yeah. to her that the soul is still gonna die, right. but it's gonna die inside of her. So um, he's like, do you want her to go through that to like her soul die and, and rot inside of her? Right. And it's a, it's a, I thought it, it's a really good concept an idea of like, you can't like, you know, when you're supposed to die, you're supposed to die. Supposed and that's die. just it. Yeah. That whole conversation between her and Rube, I think it, it was really good. Yeah, I, I really liked it, the, the way he explained it. Um, mm-hmm. Like you said, the, the soul goes bad. It mm-hmm. withers, it dies, it rots inside. So, you know, the cardinal rule, we all die. We all die. But that's, mm-hmm. um, and you cannot change fate. Like, and, and then she has to go back mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, take the little girl. But she does it in a way that is so beautiful. I know it's that scene always makes me cry oh when she, God. 
when she takes the little girl's soul and uh, the lights come down and it's like an amusement park. Yes. It, it gets to me. It's, it's, it's a very moving thing when the little girl's like running and she's like, wait. And he's like, we can't go where she's going. Let her, let her yeah. go. Yeah. So again, still, we don't know what happens to, you know, uh-huh. after, <laughs> after, yeah. After death. Yeah. We don't know. Like they get to mm-hmm. hang out with some souls. The little girl went somewhere else. So it's, mm-hmm. I, I loved it. I loved it. I, I really like the, this first episode. Um, and especially what George said at the very end, and I quote, death was a wake up call for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, I just, I, I, I want to see more and see what else happens to George and, you know, mm-hmm. while she fills out her quota, her Amway quota. <laughs> right. Her pyramid scheme quota. Her pyramid scheme quota. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's kind of one of those things where it's like an interesting um, idea of she was al- when she was alive, she was more dead than she is now in a way because she couldn't appreciate anything. anything. Um, and it's uh, it's an interesting way to end that episode of like it was a wake up call. Yeah. Now, now you can't go back. You're dead and you wasted all this time yeah. doing I mean, when, when she dies and she's like um, very upset and telling them, I'm 18, I haven't done anything. And she's like, like um, I, I don't want to be dead. And and Betty says, like, why? You weren't doing anything. Any- right. <laughs> Your life. <laughs> and it's like, that was rough. Yeah. <laughs> the girl just died, girl. <laughs> Chill out. Yeah, but I, that was oh, and there's that. There's that also. There's a good conversation between her and Mason when they're all like all the way up in that dome thing where they're all sitting. Yes. And Mason talks about the first time he asked his dad about death, mm-hmm. and his dad told him, "Oh, you don't have to worry about it. You know, people die when they're so old; they don't they don't care about living anymore." Right. Um, which is not true. Mm-hmm. And he says, of all the childhood traumas, I mean, you can't beat the realization of when you realize everything and everyone is going to die, including yourself. Right. Um, which is true. Um, I remember specifically the day I realized that we're all going to die because when I was in fifth grade, one of my best friends died um, and it was um, just like the idea that like, like he was my age and he died. Like you, you never think as a kid that you can die. And I remember that was, I mean, there was a lot. And he um, was but, not sick. He was not no, in a bed. He was not. It was an was- accident. It was a freaking accident. And, it was I, I you know it was that moment that Mason talks about of realizing that yeah. everything and everyone will die. Yeah. Um, so I, I love that conversation between them of yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it's it, but you know, it's what it is. Um, which Rube also has that conversation with her when she's like, she's just a little girl, it's cruel, and he's like, Yeah. It is cruel, but it, 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 it's what it is. Like, we can't do anything about it. She's supposed to die today. Okay. And yeah, it sucks, but that's just the way it is. So, so yeah. yes. So I, I can't wait the, for the next episode. I would love the pilot. Even better. Um, thank you for this suggestion. I cannot wait to see what else um, George will do. And the gang. Yes. <laughs> yes. Like the rest of, of the series, the first season, you get to know a lot more about the other Reapers and about their background and their actual lives and how they died and all that okay. stuff. Um, although, no, I was, I was, I almost gave you a spoiler about uh, the next episode. Because nope, no, in the okay. next episode, you get to find out how Mason dies. Um, okay. I just hope that nobody gets promoted soon so I can hang out with them. I, you don't need to answer. You don't need to say anything. 
just no. I hope the gang is I not- will let you know just vaguely there is a change a cast change okay like maybe six or seven episodes in okay so yes yes so yeah i'm glad you liked it glad you liked it so um next week next week we'll be watching episode two episode two if people have any comments, right, suggestions right. or ideas, we have a Gmail account. It is yes. infinitewatchlist at gmail.com. Yes. And if anybody's out there and you watch the episode and have some comments or any suggestions on other shows and, you know, whatever. So we're hoping eventually people will join in the discussion and yeah so we'll come back next week with dead like me episode two um which has the actual um awesome opening titles which the pilot doesn't have but you'll see how cool the titles are um starting from episode two on okay and uh, oh, one thing I wanted to mention also the music in this mm-hmm. episode is also really, really good. Um, and going forward, the music um, in the show is fantastic. Okay. And I believe is um, Stuart Copeland is the one who did the music for the episode, who, you know, who chose the music for the episode, whatever, scored the episode. I know there's a term. I went to film school. I should know that. Um, but, you know, Stuart Copeland from The Police, who became, who's become a, a very known film and TV um, scorer, I guess, um, does the music for this. And, uh, yeah, I love, I love the choice of music. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. Can't wait. So, yeah, so this was fun, and I'm glad you liked it. Um, I'm sure there's going to be some stuff that we might, uh, that you might not like that I love, and vice versa. (laughs) And vice versa, yes. Yes, Um, and uh, so that should be interesting. Yeah, so I'll see you back next week. Yes, ma'am. All right, well, here we go. All right. Bye. Bye.